0: All right, you got your camera, you got a bag, you ready to go? Jump on in, we're heading down the road. My name's April, and I'm an award-winning landscape photographer and tour guide. I've been leading small group photo tours for over 20 years. For photographers, non-photographers, and anyone else that just likes to go for a great trip. So welcome to my podcast, Eyes for the Road. We're talking to Leslie, who's an avid senior traveler who enjoys photography. So thanks for joining me, Leslie. My pleasure. So, pleasure traveling with you, April. Oh, thanks, Leslie. So tell us a bit about um, you know, when you got really interested in travel and taking pictures of your travels. Okay. Well, I've,
1: been, I've traveled on and off somewhat throughout my life, but start to intensify until about five years ago. Mm-hmm. At that time, within a period of about a year and a half, uh, three things happened. Both of my folks died, I retired, and I separated from my husband. So Uh-oh. with all of that together, I sort of had come to the the life point of needing to think about what do I want for my future and thinking that uh, might be a good time to reinvent myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's... Uh, where I was kind of my starting point. I'd never been a real risk taker. Um, So starting to travel, especially on my own, was kind of like a take a deep breath and keep telling yourself, I can do this, I can do this. Um, Shortly before I retired, I came across a website for walking tours, and I just got entranced by the idea and kept, Oh, looking wow. for more information, so a little bit after I retired, um I decided to stick stick my toe in the water and get started and that was with a um company that does walking tours that allows you to choose them by whatever mileage you feel comfortable with so oh nice
0: what I company? chose one that yeah. was what company is doing
1: that? three to five miles a day, which I thought was eminently doable, yeah and uh in Northern Italy and it all sounded good so (laughs) I decided to take the plunge and that was the beginning of my travels.
0: So what's the name of that company that you use? It's called
1: Country Walkers.
0: Country Walkers, wow.
1: And they have trips all over the world. They have them in the US and just about every country on the planet I think Mm -hmm. and I've done I guess about five trips with them And the thing is, you you choose your mileage, you go to wonderful, you know, walk out in beautiful nature and you visit beekeepers and winemakers and millers and native markets and see all this beautiful scenery. And then you have come back, come to a beautiful place to stay with fantastic food and wine in the evening. So it's like, what could be better? And it's a small group of maybe no more than 12 people. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just perfect. For the, my very first one, it left from Turin, in northern Italy, mm-hmm. and I did some research, and it looked like a smallish, qu- kind of quaint, cute town. And I thought, hmm, maybe this is some place I could explore on my own. So I actually um, set it up. So I went three days early. Oh, wow. I, uh, my sister-in-law taught me how to use Google Earth, and so I checked out some stuff on TripAdvisor and looked at locations and found myself a, a lovely bed and breakfast not far from one of the main uh, streets in town. And I came early. I got over my jet flag. I got a map. And found that I could actually navigate around on my own. Oh my because goodness! Yeah, I think that's for me been one of the real joys of traveling, especially traveling on my own. Not that I'm out there on my own all the time. Usually, I have a couple of days on my own in the city exploring, and then I'm with a group. But mm-hmm. meaning on my own as not as part of a couple or you know right. a family or something like that is the sense it has given me of increasing confidence and competence right i think that's been for me one of the real joys of my travel experiences
0: yeah so how many countries have you visited now
1: I actually counted it up, and in the last five years, I've been to eight countries. Eight, that's great, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, not, not anywhere near your record, April, but, no, I but mean, for me, I yeah, honestly, was...
0: my record's not that high either, but eight is impressive, just, you know, because it does, it takes <laughs> a challenge
1: to plan it and go and all of that. Yeah, well, each one gives has given me more confidence, and I've pretty much gotten to the point where I stick with the three to five miles. I did try one seven to ten miles, mm. and I practiced, and I got myself up to that mileage, and I was feeling pretty good, but, but I didn't understand that it was seven to ten miles uphill at 10,000 feet on cobblestones a lot of the ways. Oh, and that's wow. quite different. Yeah, that's a <laughs> so lot that, different. <laughs> now I'm back to three to five miles, and I'm very comfortable with that.
0: Right. Oh, my goodness. So what do you kind of look for now when you're choosing your next destination of where you'd like to go?
1: Well, the last trip I did, I had wanted to do a walking trip um, in northern Spain from like Barcelona, but it was all booked up. Mm -hmm. So I looked around at some things I had previously considered, and I found a river cruise in Portugal.
0: Oh, nice. And a
1: number of friends had spoken to me very enthusiastically about their river cruise experiences, that when you land, you're kind of almost right in the middle of the city, and you do all this wonderful walking around. And I thought, ooh, that sounds good. And so I actually found the trip I was looking through, through an outdoor travel company, not through a a um, cruise company.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, I thought, oh, okay. So they, you know, even though it's a river cruise, they must have some, you know, nature income, nature stuff involved, and and walking and all that. But what I didn't know and didn't learn until about ten days before I left. When I got a packet from the cruise company Is that it was actually a wine cruise Oh, it was (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, I like a glass of wine now and again But having hours of wine lectures And then at almost every place we stopped Not everyone, but almost everyone um, We didn't get off to walk We got on a bus and went to a winery To do Mm -hmm. another tasting
0: Right.
1: So um, that was one of the things I learned from this It's not that I'll never do a river cruise again right. But I know better, how, more questions to ask I mean, I pretty much knew what I, where I was And comfort-wise with the walking trips But the river cruise, I didn't ask enough questions right. So <laughs> um, I think that my next trip Well, I've actually got two in my sights Uh Um, The photography came along with the traveling I'd always been interested in photography But it wasn't until I started doing The walking trips And kind of developing an eye A little bit for Mm -hmm. For stuff And then bringing it back And one of my biggest joys has been to blow up some of my pictures and have them around me on the walls of my... Oh, apartment. yeah, nice.
0: So, so did you take uh, a camera I'm, then on the first trip that you went on?
1: I did. It was just a, a pretty, po- you know, simple point-and-shoot, but I still got some nice pictures with it. Oh, good. Um, and that's the thing. It depends what kind of trip you're going on. You know, on a walking trip, it's not a photography trip. So, um You can't take as much as you might like because nobody's going to wait, stop and wait for you to (laughs) take 10 pictures and from different angles and stuff of a (laughs) a lovely location, but you can still do a a decent amount. Right. And uh, so that's what got me started on the photography. So my next trip is uh, I generally don't plan more than a few months in advance, just I just don't, but Mm -hmm. um, I actually did for this one, and I put down a deposit for a photography tour to Morocco next spring. wonderful. (laughs) So I'm very excited about that. The the fellow who runs the tour um, has a photography company, I mean a travel tour kind of company, and he or one of his representatives had done a uh, lecture on travel photography um, about a year, year and a half ago at an REI near me.
0: Oh, nice.
1: And um, that's how I got familiar with him and started keeping an eye on his trips. And I I love the kind of photography that they posted on the website and stuff. So, I took a deep breath and <laughs> put down my deposit for eight months from now. So, <laughs> how big is that group going to be? Um, and that's the thing; it's limited to eight to ten people, and it oh, that's does
0: nice. That's really sell nice. out. Yeah. So,
1: um, but he does instruction, and he'll do photo reviews, and so right. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that should be great.
0: So what kind of camera and I was,
1: are And you? then the the I'm
0: oh yeah the second it's one. It's too far trip. ahead. Yeah,
1: it's too far ahead. But this the the walking trip in Spain that I was looking at for this year, but I couldn't do. I'm kind of keeping that in the back of my mind for next fall.
0: Next fall, yeah. Do you tend yeah. to try? Do you tend to try to choose places based on what time of year it is, or no? Not really. Okay.
1: Um, I just I go for what what is available and again the mileage and that sort of stuff and looking to explore new places and a little bit now I'm keeping an eye on the calendar I love seeing wildlife in their natural habitat so I have really enjoyed particularly uh, I did a safari to Botswana oh that was quite wonderful and I did a river trip in the Pantanal, the west wetlands of Brazil mm-hmm. um, that was really cool we were although there were times we were it was a hundred degrees outside, and we were sitting in these open, unsheltered boats in the middle of the river for an hour when someone would spy. A, a twitch of a tail or a nose and we'd sit there <laughs> in the boiling sun for an hour, an hour and a half oh. waiting for the jaguar to make a move wow. <laughs> and present himself or herself. So right. that was <laughs> not the best. But but it really was. I love seeing wildlife in their natural habitat. So that's been one of the draws for me. And uh-huh. then just um seeing different cultures, how people live, I figure I'm going to be seventy next year, but I figure when I get old, I'll go, I'll do museums and cities and stuff. Right. But right now, <laughs> as long as I'm able, I want to be able to be out and walk around and see the beauties of the countryside and how people live. And
0: um, yeah, Botswana sounds. I just love sounds, that.
1: I just love that.
0: Botswana sounds. Really oh, I forgot for the
1: wildlife. The the highlight of all the wildlife trips was the one I did this last. Um, January when I did a gorilla trek in Uganda, oh. that was really the highlight probably of all of them. Of all of them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was that was extraordinary. It just feels like such a privilege to be able to get close to these magnificent creatures who have inhabited our planet for you know zillions of years, and
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: to be able to get up that close and. When is-
0: you're Going to these places like Botswana and Uganda, are there special things that you need to do or people should be aware of to prepare themselves and Um, think about?
1: The two things are you usually need to get some sort of vaccination. Mm -hmm. And you might have to take malaria pills. But the two times, three times I've taken the malaria pills, I've had no reaction. So it's been fine. I think they've gotten more sophisticated with the pills, you know, mm-hmm. the, how they constitute them and stuff over the years. So, the three times, which was Botswana, Brazil, and Uganda, I didn't have any problems. I got a yellow fever shot probably for Botswana, and so that's lasted me for my other trips because you don't have to get them every year. You get, I don't know, I forget how many years they last. It right. lasts for a while. So when you're doing that kind of trip, you need to do that. And the other thing you need to do that's kind of a pain in the butt um, and why, in a way, the river cruise was a nice respite from that. When you go on any of those kind of trips, and even the walking trips, generally you have to spray all your clothing oh. with permethrin. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's something that keeps away mosquitoes and ticks and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so you have to pick. Pay- your your pants and your socks and your boots and your the cuffs and collars of your shirts and so it's just and your hat and it, it's just you know it's just one of those things that takes up time and energy right. but you just do it because right. <laughs> you know I can, and I never had any problem any place I went with bites or anything of that oh, sort. that's good. Yeah. And then so cool.
0: when you're going with a group too, you don't have to be concerned as much with the with the language issue either. Is that
1: with a, with what?
0: With like like
1: language issues or um, No. No. That's yeah. uh, it makes it pretty easy. And most of the places that I've gone you know, a smile gets you a long way when you show good intent and you know a lot pointing everywhere the first time when I did that trip in Italy and I had a map and I hadn't a had clue and I was just pointing at the map and people would smile and point and direct me and people everywhere I've been have just been so friendly and lovely I've had nothing but good experiences I'm glad to say oh that's wonderful
0: So on some of the, like when you did the Costa Rica or Uganda, were there packing limitations as far as what you could take? Um, Most
1: of them, I think, are um, the general walking trips are just your regular luggage kind of things. In Botswana, there was a luggage restriction because some of our travel was on light kind of puddle jumper planes, mm-hmm. so you had to be able, you could leave some of your stuff behind somewhere, but you pretty much had to pack everything into a duffel bag of certain dimensions, and it couldn't be over a certain amount of weight, so um, that was true for Botswana, it was not true for Brazil... It wasn't true for Uganda either, so I think that was just that oh. particular safari because we were going on those little planes.
0: Right, right. That makes so
1: sense. So otherwise, I think it's usually the same old 50 pounds or something. Yeah. But you know, you usually try to save save your poundage by wearing your boots and your coat and you know, on the plane, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Which is
1: something I learned over time reading travel websites and going to travel meetups and right. things of that sort.
0: What, if, what are some of the most helpful things that you've taken when you've traveled? I'm sorry? What are some of the most helpful items that you've taken or
1: packed when you've traveled? Um, on my first trip, it had said walking sticks optional, mm-hmm. but I happened to talk to a friend and I mentioned that. And she talked to her cousin or something who had done some similar trips, and they said, absolutely, get walking sticks. And I was ever so grateful that I did. Um, so for every walking trip, I take those with me. I'm not a real fast walker. Right. I'm just slow and steady. Mm-hmm. But there are times, especially with inclines, or a lot of times you'll go over rocky ground or ground with exposed roots and stuff, and having the walking sticks is really very, very helpful. Um, other than that, mm, I tried out some mosquito band bracelets. They weren't bad. Um, having a good hat uh, is good. Oh, I know. Uh, having kind of a bandana thing that you sort of have to wear around your neck, uh-huh. especially the kind if it's elastic, you, you know, if it's a, what do they call it, like an infinity like thing. Stretchy, okay, so yeah. You know, so it's one circular thing, and you can have it around your neck. You can pull it up over your nose if there's dust oh. or keep your neck warm with it. So one of those kind of things I've found has been helpful. Right, yeah.
0: That's
1: Having awesome. a little one of those um, flashlights that, not it's not a flashlight, I forget what they're called, that you wear around a band around your head.
0: Oh, the headlamp. Uh-huh. You know, on
1: your forehead, a headlamp, right. that can be helpful, like on the... Um, Boat when we did that did the trip in uh, Brazil. Um, that was handy at night because everything was dark, and if you had to make your way from the dining room oh. to where your cabin was, uh, that was handy. Yeah, <laughs> and other places too on the safari and other things.
0: And what kind of camera do good you good pair of use? walking
1: shoes, of course.
0: Yeah, the walking shoes are important, and I would say. As I'm sure you've realized, too, um, you know, don't take them brand new. Work them out before you even go. (laughs) Make sure that her Yeah,
1: go on on some hikes in your neighborhood or the hills or something beforehand. Yeah,
0: Yeah, work them in a little. And I (laughs) I like your camera, too, because I think your camera is one where the lens, does it, is it, um, the lens get removed, or are you pretty much stick to one? No, mine
1: still is a fixed lens. When I first started, I had a little Canon point and shoot. But uh, a year and a half ago for my birthday, I treated myself to a better camera. It's still not an SLR, but mm-hmm. it's a higher quality point-and-shoot. And the reason I particularly liked it, I had always previously shot just on auto. Right. And I really wanted to learn how to use the manual controls. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this camera that I have, which is the Panasonic Lumix, uh, what is it, hold on. DMC FZ300. Okay. I love about it because it has that little LED screen. Right. And on the screen, um, it shows that it has a little light meter and it shows your f stop and your speed and your ISO. So when you change one, it shows you what that's doing to your light balance. Oh, It nice. shows you on the light meter. So it's a great learning camera when you're trying to learn how to use change your f-stop and your speed and your ISO and all those all work together. So I, I love it for that reason. And it takes good sharp pictures. It has a good zoom. Um, so it does
0: have a good zoom. Still not ready
1: for an SLR, <laughs> but I love this camera.
0: No, and I actually think your camera is really practical, too, for some of the situations that you're going into. Yeah, and it's
1: not huge. It's not horrendously heavy. It doesn't fit in your pocket, but um, it's not real unwieldy or anything.
0: Right, but the fact that it's got the zoom and you can choose different, you know, you can get in close. Yeah, and I love
1: because you can see on that little screen the effects of the changes you're making, so it really helps you learn. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: Are there places that you would go back to now that you've been? I mean, sometimes it's hard to, when you haven't been. Yeah. For me, it's hard to want to go um, back I'd go back but.
1: almost anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'd go back to a different place in Italy. Um, I went to Ecuador and the Galapagos. That oh, was wow. nice. Um, That's one I definitely would like to take another safari. I'd probably go to a different place. Maybe to see the migration, whatever mm-hmm. that's called, right you know? um, Brazil, I don't think I'd run back to. I went to Slovenia, and that was gorgeous. I highly recommend that to people. It's kind of coming up on the I think tourist you know sites yeah. as a place it's got gorgeous, gorgeous scenery, really lovely people, and so many kinds of different terrain to go. They have lakes and mountains and rivers and it's just gorgeous. I really like that. Um, I'd go back to Portugal uh, and as I said, I've got my sights set on Spain. So, I mean, I just love, I love to travel. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely, bitten by the bug and uh, just find great Joy in it. I like testing myself in new situations mm-hmm. and um, meeting new people, you know, learning something about new cultures. And uh, I think, you know, you have to be flexible. You can't right. be rigid. You have to kind of go with the flow to a certain extent. If, if things change or doesn't quite work out, you have to be adaptable. But that's good. I think it's a good thing to work on in oneself. Right, exactly.
0: And your upcoming photography trip um, to Morocco, who, who are you taking
1: that with? Um, the guy's name is Ralph Velasco, and oh, he yeah. operates out of something called Srabo Tours. I think it's mm-hmm. S-R-A-B-O, Photo Tours. You've
0: heard of him? Yeah, I have heard of Ralph Velasco. He's spoken at the uh, Los Angeles Travel Show a couple times.
1: Oh, well, and there you does. go. he does. <laughs> yeah, he gives <laughs> that great That was the one I wasn't able to go to. I think I was sick or something. Yeah. But I wanted to. So but, we'll yeah, be excited to. Yeah. And his photos to, uh, are full of color and life, and um, I thought it would be really cool to learn from him yeah i think you'll really enjoy the trip so we'll be excited you want to go i I wish i could
0: when are you going next year it's the end of april end of april in 2018 i'll have to have to check and see how many vacation days i have yeah morocco i've seen some photos i mean it just looks
1: incredible yeah really very colorful and vibrant i think we spend one night out in the desert riding camels and sleeping in a tent and something. And oh my goodness. I just love that kind of stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: great. Well, it was great
0: to talk to you today, Leslie. Thank you so much for your time and sharing. It was a
1: pleasure. I look forward to going with you again on one of your up- upcoming trips. So. Yeah, thanks. And thanks for sharing some
0: of your tips for other travelers and you know, you know, asking questions before you sign up
1: and all of, you know, lots of good information. My so. great pleasure. All right. Oh, I, what I, I had started to say is about um, putting my picked photos up in my apartment. Oh yes. Um, I look for I look for Groupon's, and I've gotten wonderful Groupon's that have allowed me to do blow-ups in canvas, acrylic, metal, and wood.
0: Oh, all of them. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. yeah Groupons.
1: Groupon is a good. <laughs>
0: it is a good site. For you people. bet.
1: You bet, and you it just see. gives me continual joy in reliving parts of my trip. Mm-hmm. My daughter said I'm going to have to start changing, you know, having a, a rotate.
0: Uh, you could rotate a her. rotating
1: exhibition because I will run out of wall space. Not quite yet, but right,
0: <laughs> yeah. And Groupon, it does. It makes it affordable for people to, you know, take yeah. an image that they they took on one of their adventures that you really and,
1: love, and yeah, and then be able to have it surrounding you. I mean, as I look at my apartment right now, as I'm looking around, it just gives me such pleasure.
0: Yeah, it really does. I I enjoy that, too. All right. Thank you so much for your your time today, Leslie, and hope to see you soon.
1: My pleasure. I hope to see you soon, April. All right.
0: Take care. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. Leslie is a client who has taken a couple of my photo trips in California so if you're interested in any upcoming three-day weekends in California we've got the Salton Sea we've got the California coast and in the springtime we've got a multitude of destinations in California and if you're heading out for fall foliage it's that time if you've got questions drop me an email at april at aprilart.com fill out my contact form on eyesfortheroad.com or take a listen to one of my other podcasts highlighting some great destinations. Thanks again, and hope to catch you out with your camera on my next episode. Thanks!